Well, if you, like Jimmy Butler, think it's the Heat's year, they're 12-1 to 1 to win the title at BetMGM right now. Uh, there is something about this team, guys. It Nothing makes sense. We watched them at the end of the regular season, couldn't score. It's old 90s basketball, can't shoot. And then all of a sudden, they turn into the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. And it's hard to write them off, even as an eight seed, yeah. which technically they were a seven seed, and then they just lost a game in the play-in tournament. So really, you could kind of argue they're a seven seed. There's just there's something about them where it's just... It doesn't make sense. You can't logically understand it because nothing that you've seen, yet you still don't want to write them off. What if this was always the plan? Because if you go back and you watch Jimmy Butler's postgame presser last year, he's like, we're going to be back. He said they hustled everybody. And, and, they next, just... and next time we're going to win. Yes, this is the classic way to do things. I show up at the pool hall. I can't even pick up the stick. I have no idea what I'm doing. I lose, you know, $100 the first game. I lose $200 the second game. But then I say, you know what? I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I think I'm learning here. Let's triple your money. And then I all of a sudden I win, and then the people get so pissed off, then they go back in. And then I take all your money, and then I leave. It's like the color of money. Or they and just I'm like a, Tom Cruise. Take but a I, pool cue and break it over I, your head. I think that's what the Heat have done, man. I think they played possum all season long. Now, unfortunately, they did lose Tyler Hero in the first round against the Bucks. But Kyle Lowry in the beginning of the season wasn't healthy. He was a little chubby. Now he's in the best shape that he's been in the last five years. He's playing good basketball right now. All the role players have stepped up. We knew what Jimmy was going to be once we got to the playoffs. This version of Bam's been great. We know what Spo is. But I think that the Heat duped us all season long. I think they played possum. I think they hustled us. What do you think? What say you guys? No, I don't think they <laughs> played possum. I just think that the regular season doesn't matter, really. Also, they lost a lot of close games. 42 games were decided by at least five points, or under five points. Which makes you that much more prepared for the playoffs because there's pressure in those close games. Now, granted, we've had blowouts in the playoffs, but at the same time, the Heat then are at least a little more playoff-tested. That just adds an extra layer to it, but I, I would love to find out that they actually were that they were playing possum. I don't know how it would really benefit yeah, I them. Mean, I mean, it just makes your road harder playing higher seeds. But at this point, any theory makes sense. No. Any theory could it's, be the truth. Trista's right, though. I mean, they're a veteran team. They've been there before. So there's no reason to burn yourself to out with your hot take. in what the regular doing? season. And She's they, like, yeah, yeah fair enough. Well, yeah, no, fair no, enough. I mean, with chest. I mean, but I've been saying this about the Bucks for the last three years. Ever since they choked against the Raptors, they choked against the Raptors because Giannis had literally nothing left in the tank. Middleton had nothing left in the tank, and Eric Bledsoe and Nico Meritich shot him out of that series. But then every year it's been the same story. Like, there's a reason why Kawhi's a bad example, and Paul George, I know, because the Clippers are never healthy come playoff time. But there's a reason teams, veteran teams, use load management. The Bucks should do that. I said that, remember, it was like game 30 of the season, and I said the only thing that scares me about the Bucks in the East is Giannis's uh, usage rate. We haven't seen anything like this in, like, league history. And then he's burned out. He's gassed once we get to the playoffs. So for the Heat... Yeah, there's no reason to go out there and win 55 games. If they're even capable of doing that, you just got to get to the playoffs. And then you know you have the best coach. You know you have veterans. Everybody just has a role. It was like Toronto a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? Like Siakam wasn't out there. He didn't have to attempt 29 field goals. He had to rebound, kind of facilitate, run the offense, post up, do what he had to do. It was Kawhi's show. He was the leader. But everybody just kind of filled their role. And that's what the Heat do, too. He just, it could be Gabe Vincent tonight. It could be Max Strews. Who knows? Maybe it's the Kevin Love game. Probably not is a Boston fan backer for the next two weeks. I hope Kevin Love shoots the ball a lot. But uh, it's just crazy, man, because I would say this is probably – I know that there was the year like the Matumbo, you know, Nuggets team mm -hmm. as an eight seed, but this is like one of the biggest upsets I think I could ever remember. Like the well, Bucks the Knicks, going down in the first round. The and Knicks then, and beat the Heat in 99 and went to the finals. But that was a lockout season, remember, wasn't it? That was the year after – because the Bulls won in 98. No, that was 98-99. That was, uh, 
Wait, no, 98. Now, that wasn't a lockout season. I think, oh, yeah, that was. It was. That was. And they played the Spurs, right. right? That yeah, was, yeah, 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 that was when that's Duncan right, that was, was a rookie with Robinson. Yeah, yeah that was the year so after. many lockouts, I've lost yeah, track. that was the year, and that's why Jordan didn't come back. He was actually going to come back, but he cut himself during the lockout uh, trying to uh, smoke a cigar on his, on his cigar cutter. That's the story, at least. They told mm-hmm. that in the last dance. So it was the lockout season, and that's when Duncan and Robinson won their first ring together. Yeah, I think what you're seeing, and we talked about this a little bit with Bill Ryder, too, is just like how roster construction needs to be reevaluated. And when you trade for a big star like a Kevin Durant, uh, like Phoenix did, and you have to gut your roster full of not just like regular Joe Schmo role players, but it's getting so ridiculous where you have to give up now. You have to give up four first-round picks, and you've got to give up a bunch of young players that could be all NBA guys. Like the, The Danny Ainges of the world have changed the landscape because they're fleecing other teams and resetting the market, where now it is too penal in order to trade for a star. So you're seeing Denver, you're seeing Boston, and I think, and you're seeing even to a degree Miami, outside of Jimmy Butler, who got there as a free agent, and Kyle Lowry, who's like on his last leg when it was a sign-in trade. I mean, this entire roster are filled not only with guys that they drafted, but guys that went undrafted that they found out of the dumpster and paid very Mm. little money to. Like, Tyler Hero was a draft pick that was, like, okay. But, like, Duncan Robinson wasn't, like, highly touted. You know, Bam Adebayo was a decent pick, but he was, like, what, 13th pick overall? It wasn't like he was a top-five pick. And then you got Gabe Vincent, who was undrafted. You've got um, Max Struess, who was undrafted. Omar, you're seven, who's not getting a ton of run. Like, Kevin Love at the back end of his deal. Like, it's it's not like one of these teams where you've gone out and traded for a, a ton of stars, like the Heatles era. Yeah, good point. Bam was the 14th pick. Jimmy Butler, you didn't even draft. He was in Chicago. He was in Minnesota. He was in Philadelphia. And even he wasn't. He was a late first-round pick even for yep. the Bulls. That ended up being a steal. Even Tibbs said that last week. He's like, I never expected him to be this good. I liked how he defended and the effort he gave on both sides. But I never thought he was going to be a superstar. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because, like, years ago, not years ago, but, I mean, in the NBA, though, we had the super team run, obviously. We had the Warriors and Kevin Durant, and we had LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love or LeBron and Wade and Bosh, but it is changing. And now you only need, I mean, you still need two guys that could get buckets or two superstars because the Nuggets have Jamal Murray and Jokic, but homegrown talent, and that's different. Because it used to be, like, in the NFL, you would say you don't win through free agency or you don't win with trades. Like, the good organizations, the Patriots, the Packers, they build within the draft. The bad organizations are the team that hand out the teams that hand out the bad contracts. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. Dolphins or teams every year that are trying to find their next quarterback. Uh, the Colts every year trying to find a new quarterback. But uh, yeah, the NBA is changing a little bit. There's, I like it. There's more than one way to build a franchise. You just have to have the right people in pr- in place. Yeah. To put the pieces there. And what I mean by that is, if you don't have a smart front office that and they can't identify talent, it doesn't matter whether you've got five first-round picks in a season or you've got all the cap space in the world to sign five different NBA stars in free agency. It doesn't matter. I mean, the Rams, we saw them say, F all these first-round picks. They won a Super Bowl. Yeah, they're probably going to you know, have to deal with that for years now. Okay, fine, but they got a Super Bowl out of it. Yeah. And you, you can watch the opposite where the Thunder have a chance to have a massively bright future because they've got one of the best, if not the best, talent evaluators in the NBA and Sam Presti in their front office. So they're able to make that work in that way because they're also restricted with the money they have and all that so it's why the Knicks didn't trade everything for Donovan Mitchell they also gutted their roster for Carmelo Anthony got him one second round berth and that's it so it doesn't always guarantee everything and then when you gut your roster and have none of that depth and it's hard like if if I'm building a team I want it I want somebody that's going to be in my front office that can find the best talent 
that's young, and we can then build from there. Because you, it doesn't mean that you don't make trades. doesn't mean you don't add in free agency. But if you can identify that young talent and bring them up within the roster, that's what the San Antonio Spurs did. And yep. that's why we got two decades of that from them. And you know what? I, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and issue an apology because I think I was way too harsh on him. And I killed him for multiple years and said he was one of the worst GMs we've ever seen and that he was just an absolute jokeville. And I would like to just apologize formally to Rob Palinka because outside of that Russell Westbrook trade, which really was horrible, like yeah. that was really, really bad, like so bad. But you think about what they've done in terms of just undrafted guys, finding Austin Reeves, that's ridiculous. That's an in incredible yes. find. Alex yes. Caruso, incredible find. Yeah. The, the Lonnie Walker trade, uh, or Lonnie Walker pickup, incredible. The Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell, like getting Rui, Rui. Hachimura, yeah. like all these role players, Jared Vanderbilt, all of them, they fit together in a way that has made this Laker team so much better. And like they didn't go out outside of the Anthony Davis thing. Like obviously that's trading for first round picks for him. And that's fine. Like I don't know what to make of, you know, Brandon getting rid of Brandon Ingram, but like what he's done post Anthony Davis trade. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and say more good than bad now. I agree. It's crazy what they did with that roster because usually you're just kind of screwed. Like you yeah. can't turn around an entire roster the way that they did. I mean, Look at the start they had to the season. What were they, 2-10? and 10 Yes. To start mm -hmm. the season, mm -hmm. and then you completely revamp that roster. You surround LeBron with shooters. You get better defensively. You get Rui, who I think is going to change this series. Like, if the Lakers win, they've figured some stuff out in the second half. And like you said, I expect Mike Malone to probably make some counters Darden as well. Darden Ham's very good. But, yeah, he uh, he's... I. Yeah, my concern with the Lakers going into the playoffs was I like Darvin Ham, but he comes from the Bud coaching tree. Is he the next Bud? Like, is he going to make proper adjustments? Is he going to go with these, like, 11-man rotations in the playoffs when everybody else, including Denver, is only playing eight guys? And, no, he's finding the right rotations, made the right moves last night. He did the same thing in the last series, playing Lonnie Walker. You know, picking and choosing when he plays guys, I think he's been really good, actually. The Lakers are a great example of how when you actually put pieces in spots that, that make sense yeah. and you build an actual team, you could win games. I mean, say what we want about the Heat, right? It doesn't make sense with all these random guys these, they, undrafted. Yeah. But, I mean, Caleb Martin right now, they're plus 11 with him on the court. They're minus 7.5 with him off the court. Yeah. Like, it's, it's oh, those types awesome. of situations. He's been really good. The, this, but this series is going to be determined by the three-point line, too. Oh, my, yeah. Because Boston... Boston is a really good defensive three-point team, and Miami takes a ton of three. They're sixth in three-point attempt rate in the playoffs. Eighth in percentage right now, but the Knicks just kind of gave them all the room that they wanted. Boston's not going to allow that to happen. So for the Heat to win this series, it's going to be a lot of these role players, Max Struess and Caleb Martin. and They've got to be able to hit those outside shots. They've got to be able to be consistent from three, and that's going to give them an opportunity to win this series because the Celtics are also a 40% three-point shooting team in the playoffs. Yeah. The Knicks, 29. So like, they, had a, they had a nice cushion with the Heat. The Knicks giving them space and the fact they couldn't make threes consistently. Boston's going to be a different story, but Miami's got guys that know that, like Duncan Robinson and other, right? That's their role. If Boston does lose to Miami, if Miami goes to the finals, does that mean that Jalen Brown's gone next year? No. No, because he's. No, I no. think they keep that together. I really do. I think that there's just something really sexy about uh, five years, two hundred and eighty million dollars. Yeah. You know, there's exactly. A lot to it. 
And then asking and, for a trade in a couple of years. And they'll right? be better next uh, year. I mean, 50, we don't know what Gallinari is going to look like. But. $56 million a year is a lot to turn down. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of money. That's why the NBA made this rule. They wanted guys to stay. Yeah. I could see if anybody was going to turn it down, though, and just wanted to get out of there, that it would He's be Jalen Brown. But I'm with you. you. That is it. a lot of money. He's not exactly like and an endorsement guy. They're probably going to be even better because, I mean, they, the big offseason pickups were Brogdon and Gallinari, and Gallinari injured his knee and hasn't played all season long. They're going to get him back most likely next season, so they're going to be even deeper. I don't know. I feel like if they don't get it done, I know Marcus Smart's been clutch in the fourth quarter. I know he's last year's defensive player of the year, this year's clutch or hustle player of the year, but you might have to go out and get a real point guard. 